As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, each and every one. Pastor Charles Ellis here at Harvest New Life Church in Harvest New Life Studios. We're going to get started here in just a moment. We're going to let the music kind of solidify itself. And our special guest is going to be on the line with us doing some prayer this morning. We're going to want to move forward and we're going to let the music kind of move here. But it's always a blessing for you guys to be with us on this morning. To be a part of the show here at Harvest New Life Church. At Harvest New Life Studios. More information about this ministry, you can go to actually harvestnewlifechurch.com. See all the information you know about this ministry and the work we're doing here at Harvest New Life Church. I want you guys to always remember to know that on our second and fourth Sunday service at 1655 North Central Expressway, you're more welcome to come out and be a part of us. The first and third Sunday, we're right here in the studio doing what we do best, and that's actually spreading the gospel throughout all the world. We also let you guys know about our pastor alliances that we got coming up. We're going to have some powerful, but we're going to have a powerful move of God every week. Uh, on every Friday at 7 o'clock, we have a different speaker from across the nation. This has to be on the speaker, bringing a prophetic word. 
want to get myself joined up here. We're not going to actually push forward. But I think those of you who are actually on the line with us, to go ahead and uh, kind of uh, mute yourself on your actual cell phone. So you can do that for me. If you got to mute on your phone, want to mute yourself out to them. It won't bring any interference in on the radio as I'm coming for us. But all those guests who are with me on the line as of right now, if you'll do me a favor, just go ahead and mute your line. You know, star six to mute you out and star six to bring you back in. I want to kind of more on putting the interruption on the line here as we go forth. We actually go on nation. We are actually on a nationwide broadcast. So we want to be professional as we can. Kind of be obedient to the broadcast and hear what the word of God has to say. But as I said before, we got our Pastor Alliances show that's coming up. Actually, Pastor Alliance's uh, service is coming up. It's going to actually take place the second week of January. As I said, we're going to have different pastors coming in from different parts of the country. Minister Word of God here on uh, Astro Radio Station here. Once again, I want to bring that information back to you again. If you'll please go ahead and push star six on your phone for those who are coming in. That's my guest on the line. Got to keep all the interference off the regular line as we go forth and actually uh, hear what everybody has to say that's coming in with us across the states. And those of you who are actually on a part of the show, I want you to go ahead and push star six. That'll bring you back into the show. And as of right now, star six are kind of, they kind of hold you out and then stop you. Kind of some of the interference that we're actually picking up on the line. But uh, we're not going to delay the time. We're going to let the music, I say, solidify itself and move forward. And we'll be right back with you guys here in just a moment.
began to see their chains were loose and they were free. They said, I bless your name. Hello, guys. Once again, we're going we're gonna to get ready to move here this morning on your actual cell phone. So, uh, before we actually can bring you in and get ourselves get started, we got a couple of guests on the line that's going to actually doing some praying this morning. Actually, uh, taking out some prayer requests. But on your cell phone, for those who are coming in through the call line, you want to push star one. That will meet you on the program. And that'll bring any interference in the line until we actually call for you. So, if I say all those on the line, if you can just push a star one, that'll meet you. And star one will unmute you. That'll keep you in uh, the kind of cube until we can call for you to come forth. If we need you, if there's any interruption on the course of the line, of course, we'll have to guess go ahead and pull you out of the line. So we're going to ask everybody just to push the star one. That means everybody on the line, including my guests, push the star one on your cell phones or whatever you may have until we actually call you to the cube and we can get moving here. We thank you once again for joining us here at Harvest New Life Church and Harvest New Life Studios here in the city of Dallas. As I said before, you're coming to our Psalms report here at Harvest New Life Church. And I say it's always a pleasure for you guys to be with us. We have a guest on the line here that's going to be praying with us this morning as we continue let the music play softly in the background it's gonna be apostle rogers and his beautiful wife here uh here in the city of dallas i'm gonna let her actually not dallas but she's gonna get a correct information but we're not gonna delay the time we're gonna move forward and we're gonna hear what the word of god has to say this morning remember this morning we're gonna be teaching on psalms 46 but that's an urgency i believe in the nation uh and this god is calling for prayer and they to pray for those who are whatever situation they may be in, whatever dilemmas they may be going through. I believe God is calling for this woman of God to be able to come on this morning and just kind of loose the atmosphere and whatever may go be in your life that's going through this 2016 season. That we continue to move forward uh, and hear what the Word of God has to say clearly in the season which you're in. Woman of God, I believe it's out there in uh, Apostle Rogers and his beautiful wife while you're there. Yes, we are. Praise amen, the Lord. God amen. bless you. Amen, woman. God, I'm gonna God bless you, man. Amen. You're more than welcome to be. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourselves, and I'm going to let you guys kind of take the floor from here. And uh, go ahead and open up with prayer. And just uh, on the hearts of some people, I want to put a special prayer out to my good friend, uh, one of the good friends, Terry Jackson. Uh, he's always been a good man of God who's always been really diligent to me in terms of just being obedient to the Spirit. And I just need more prayer for his family. You know, all the people I asked for prayer, he's one called in and said they want to pray for the family. So we want to uh, kind of recognize him this morning as you guys go forth and open up prayer this morning and hear what the Word of God has to say. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you the floor. You guys go ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, sweet Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless your name. We bless you. We bless you all the names that, that God has. We hope that all have had a, a great Christmas, but we know that some hadn't. Lord, we have met a few people already these holidays. A mother that lost a daughter. Six months later, she lost a husband. Three months later, she lost a son, all in one year. Father, this is happening all around the world. I pray for those, Lord, that have been knocked down and knocked down by the enemy and run over by the enemy. Father, I listen. Please press. You are now muted. There is a God. Please, you are now unmuted. Not to your own understanding, I lean on to mine. It is hard. At, at these times, it's hard to lean on your own understanding. I understand I'm a mother. I pray for those mothers, Lord. Right now, pick them up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for going to them now, to their homes, cleaning out the atmosphere in their homes, Lord. Many are suffering, not just that, Lord, but many other things, Lord. 
and I break it all off in the name of Jesus. I give you praise. I give you honor, Lord. I thank you because it's being done right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody. He said that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody is homeless. Somebody got their legs cut off by accident. Somebody. Something was done wrong. And sometimes we don't understand that. I break up abuse over the world, over the children, over the men, over the women. I break it off in Jesus' mighty name. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. That blood still heals. The blood still reveals things. Hallelujah. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for the ones that can hear your voice. For your children, you said, Lord, my sheep that have an ear to hear will obey me. I thank you for those that are obedient. Continue being obedient. I'm encouraging you. Be encouraged because great Things are just about to happen. As you said, audible voice, Lord, and repeated it three times about five months ago. That the king, you said, today, tell my children, I have dispensed the king. So something amazing and great is happening already. We have been speaking to people. We have been telling the people. And you told me to speak this today. To speak to the children. A king is coming that lights up with a vision of the high priest and takes care of everything in the house and the church. I'm speaking to you pastors. God is getting ready to send. I make sure you're doing right. You're teaching your children well. He's not happy. Many are not. I'm sorry. I have to speak it. That's what daddy said. I'm unhappy. We're we're being just led by, by doctrine. Come on. Be led by the voice of the Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit speaks. If you haven't heard it, please ask God to open up your ears. Open up your eyes. Things that you have not seen. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to take the scales of your children in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for, for our enemies, Lord. I, I pray for ISIS in the name of Jesus. But I ask you, Lord, to turn our hearts around. We're not supposed to be pointing fingers and criticizing, but we are supposed to pray for our enemies. 
I love, I send your love over them in Jesus' name. To change those hardened hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I give you the praise, honor, and the glory. I thank you for every little thing that you have sent to us, even the pennies that we have not praised you for. I thank you, Lord. And start praising God for the pennies, because if you can't praise him for the pennies he has sent on the floor to you, he says, why should I bless it with the more? They cannot even recognize that. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, sweet Jesus, and thank you, Holy Spirit. I praise you, Lord, that 2016 is going to be an amazing, changing year. I ask the people of God, send somebody to tell them, don't take your 2015 with you into the 2016 in the name of Jesus. So it'll be a great new year. Let it be new, not old again, in the name of Jesus. We ask the Lord your children, whatever they have said or done, they'll just repent. Repent and forgive. Let us quit living in the past and rehashing the past. We don't allow you to forget the past, he said. My children put on their wetsuit and go into the you know, diver suit and go into my deep sea of forgetfulness and bring it out like a treasure box to the shore to rehash the past. And they won't allow me to forget. Forgive us, Father. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear. Please call it in. Call it in. Be encouraged. Be uplifted in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' precious name, we blanket the world with the blood of the Lamb, with your love. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise, honor, and glory. We ask you to enter in the throne of mercy and grace. White as snow, Lord, with the blood of the Lamb. Every utterance, Lord. Let it be dancing in the throne room. Let it be a wonderful sight in your eyes. Let it be sung in by the angels, Lord. Let it be sung in, sweet sound in your ear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it be laced every utterance with the rose of Sharon, a sweet scent to your nostrils. I thank you. I thank you. Thank him, your father, right now. Thank him. Sweet Jesus. Happy birthday, beloved Savior. In Jesus' name, we leave the throne room full of grace, full of love, full of hugs, and full of kisses, full of thank yous. In Jesus' name, we say amen, amen, and amen. I am Apostle Mary Dalton from Enduring Faith Ministries. I hope I was able to touch someone's heart, touch a mother, touch a daughter, how to get in contact with you. I mean, give them everything that you have to get in contact with you guys if they need to get in contact with you all. Our our email address is enduringperiodfaith at live.com L-I-V-E Enduring period, the Lord said, because you got to endure your faith, period. I was like, whoo, Jesus. That's what he chose for us. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And our number is our cell number, 562-448-4117. That's 562-448-4117. We're here for you. We're here for pastors. Having knocked down by the wayside, the enemy. The enemy has to run and attack the generals up front. We're under attack all the time. As Apostle Paul said, count it all joy. 
tell the enemy. What else you got? Is that all you got? I got backup. Well, look, I want you also to, um, I want you to, if I could take a time to, I had a request from a good friend, a long-time high school friend. It's been a bit of, like, a mentor in my life during the course of time I was doing active high school sports. I kind of looked up to him. You know, he may not know all that right now, but his name is Terry Jackson. He's here in the city of Dallas, out of Saginaw, Michigan. And he just wants love restored in his family. Last time I heard from him, he just wanted to restore, uh, restore the love in his family. Not just his family, but all the families. My family, your family, everybody's family. Just mm-hmm. to bring the love yes. back into the... If you could pray for that, I would really appreciate that. You reaching out to all the families yes. and being a prayer for them. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' precious name, you already know. You already heard. You knew before we even thought about it, in the name of Jesus, in our mind. Because I, I hear it before you even putting the, the thoughts together. I thank you, Lord. Father, right now, we send the Holy Ghost to the homes, family homes right now in Jesus' name, clean the atmosphere in Jesus' name. Bring everything back to balance in the name of Jesus. Mind, body, spirit, and soul in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anything out of balance is an abomination to you. So, Father, we bring that abomination to the footstool. So be your footstool. Hallelujah. We Jesus. We Jesus come to the aid. I've seen videos on, on the internet that somebody's getting ready to be run over and shh, an angel swoops by. You've done that to us. We're almost killed at one time. And something just shh, it just happens right quickly. And you pull and you say, wow, wow, we were almost hit head on. So Lord, hit your children head on. They need to be hit head on by the Holy Ghost. Let them see the Shekinah glory in our home. In the home, that when they walk people, we've been gone all day, we've been cooking. It smells like nothing but there's smoke in the house. That's the cleansing of the atmosphere. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I thank you in advance right now in Jesus' name. Bring everything back to balance, Lord. Let the children start rejoicing, bringing everything back into order, back into balance. Mind, body, spirit, and soul in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We just praise you, praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You watch, you watch, get excited and start thanking him in advance. He said we've been taught wrong. As a child, we grow up and we ask mommy and daddy, can you get me this, can you get me a bike, can you get me this? And then when you get it, you walk away and the mom or the dad says, what do you say? Thank you. He says, no, I don't want to hear thank you after. He says, my children wait until the blessings are on their hands or on their lap. And it's true. That we've been not being taught right. We gotta say thank you in advance to him. Amen. And it happens. You just start thanking, thanking, thanking. I don't care what the situation is, it's not be moved by anything you see or hear. That's his word. Move on my spirit. So you we gotta gird up. You really gotta gird up. And be the generals we need to be. He's looking for more generals. So the enemy has been hitting us hard, rampant on all of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, sweet Jesus. And let the family start calling in. The ones that have put in the petitions, Lord. These petitions, one by one, you're answering them. I ask families to go for a fast. Give up what you love to the Lord. Not what you want to give up to the Lord. Ask him, take it away from me. I give it to you willingly. Don't even let me miss it. I love a cup of coffee in the morning. And then 
all of a sudden, because I, I tell them, take whatever you want as my loving sacrifice. I don't care. Lord, I joyfully give it to you. And he did. Six months, seven months went by, eight months without coffee. Didn't miss it at all. That's because you give it joyfully. And also, if you give your, your, your tithing and offering, give it joyfully. That's regretfully. You won't get blessed. Amen? So, hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. And seal that prayer up in Jesus' name. Also, uh, just before we start here, I got my, uh, that, that's the power of doing faith. I can tell you that she's a, she's a fire. She's a firecracker, I tell you. But we got also, I believe, uh, well, we got my, my beautiful wife, Co-Pastor Pam, is always here with us. And, uh, she always has something that God has given her to say. And uh, I, I'm always, she said I always have to put on front street. But, you know, Bob said, get ready in season, out of season. You never know the time you need to call on. And as I call her, just to pray for the nature of the people and just pray for families, as I said before. And uh, I want her to really just reach out and uh, just pray for the children. And I will continue to touch the children. Uh, Co-Pastor Patty, are you there with me? I believe she's off in the line, so she probably got to get herself in position. But she's out there, and uh, I, wanna, I don't want to go off without I'm her here. on the line. I want her to pray for the children. This beautiful woman, God, has got a passion. She's always, uh, always by my side. And I tell you, I can't thank enough for her. I want her to be able to open up the, uh, the, the prayer for, for not only the children, but for the guidance that the woman is doing things that said about the process of how they're going to train the children up in the last days. So when I stand, we're going to come to a disobedience. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It all starts with us as parents. These generational things happen. We've got families that are so separate. Children are growing up with the same attitude that the parents have. Because they didn't come to the understanding and realize how they need to come and be collective. So we want to break the bonds that's between the families. The, the actual things that's causing the friction between the families. It's causing them to come together and cohesive and be as one. And after she prays, we're going to go ahead and get started here on Psalms 46. I'm going to speak a word uh, this morning for about 20, 30 minutes with you guys. And we're going to let go. And we're going to just thank you guys for being with us. Now, first of all, let this woman of God, Co Pastor Bannis, come in and go ahead and, and just pray for us as she introduces herself and her. 
position that they that she's in now with Christ. God bless you, Lily. Copastic Patty. This is Copastic Patty Hour. I just thank you all for listening in today. It's, it's such a glorious morning, and we've had such a beautiful Christmas season. But we need to come as and reflect as as parents that we have to be the the guide for this next generation. So I just wanted to go ahead and open up with 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 prayer for this this season that we're touching all these children that are coming, not only that are here already, but those that have yet to come. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for coming together today, and we ask you, Lord, that you help us to be the instructors, the guides to this next generation, to the people that that those little children and and the bigger children that, that have come into this generation that are going to be such awesome leaders for us. Lord, help us to be the, the ones that we need to in, instruct. Help us to, to use your godly wisdom to impart in them that what we teach them spreads through all this generation and those that are yet to come. We have such an awesome work to do for you, Lord. Help us to use the wisdom and grade it into us that it may spread throughout this nation as we touch the, air, the radio air and all the hearts and the, the minds of your people. Lord, we thank you for this word that is coming forth today. It's such a powerful word. And we thank everyone that is, that's on the line here that has come forward to be able to, to hear what you're instructing each one of us to do. Help us to stay on that, that path for you. Help us to, to continue to keep it narrow and instructed by you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for each and every day that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for the continued blessing. Help us to use our spiritual our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears to hear you and, and to listen to your instructions. We thank you, Lord. Let everything that comes forth, let it be all of you. Let us heed, heed to what you're telling us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Such a powerful woman that always gives testimony for us. She's such a revelatorial woman of God. Both of these great women of God. You can't, I tell you, I feel, I feel sandwiched today between blessings today with Enduring Faith and the woman of God here at Harvest New Life Ministries. But we're going to get started here on Psalms 46. And I want you all to know that on instruction, go ahead and uh, push, uh, I think it's going to be star one on your phone. Just pound star. We're going to push up, but it's going to be pound star. I mean, it's just star one, and it's going to mute all of you guys out. That way, when the teacher comes forth, you won't have any interruption or background. Whether you, you can move around as you wish, say what you want to say. If you want to interrupt the services as they go forth, but when you guys go ahead and hit your, uh, your actually star one on your cell phones or whatever you may have, and that'll actually kind of mute you out uh, uh, of the service. Uh, and it'll, it'll cause you to just be able to uh, still yet listen in. But won't be interrupted. You won't be interrupted by the service. Uh, you won't interrupt the service here on the radio. Amen. So uh, want to make sure we got that right. Please press one to mute or unmute yourself. Okay. Four or six to decrease or increase. You are now mute. Please press one to mute or unmute yourself. You are now unmuted. Okay. When you just push one, it's going to mute you. Okay. One is going to mute you guys. Just push one. No star. Just push one. The phone actually do the information star one. It just says just says they push just push one, and that'll actually uh, 
please press 1 to mute or unmute yourself. Amen. 4 or 6 to decrease or you are now muted. So I want you guys to hear me on the line as I go forth. So, I mean, let's turn our Bible over to the book of Psalms uh, 46. Press, you are now unmuted. Okay, Psalms 46 here. We like to have, uh, when the music comes forth for this radio station, the reason you, you guys don't see me flowing as I lead the, I usually flow in the service because I'm so, I'm so amazed by the prayers that came forth today from these women of God that reached out to the people in need. And the line is always open for those who want to call in and hear what the Word of God has to say after the service. Uh, you may be having prayer requests, or you can send your prayer requests in. That's going to be actually harvest, uh, NLC at gmail.com. Or you can call into the line itself. It's going to be uh, 712-432-3900. That's going to be an access code. It's going to be 205-5644. If you guys can push your star one on your all your phones and kept, keep the interference out of the service, and uh, we can go forth to hear what the Word of God has to say. Some of you might have a little difficulty on doing that, but just regroup your phones and just make sure you hit that star one. And it, it should bring you out. You usually just got to push one, but some phones you got to push the star in the one that will bring you out or the pound in the one. But you want to go ahead and mute your service. Let's turn the Bible over to Psalms 46 and let's see what the Word of God has to say. That's concerning this coming from the kingdom of God. Once again, I am overwhelmed by the words I heard from these women of God. And I tell you, you got some exciting things coming here at Harvest Wright Studios, Harvest Wright Church in the upcoming years. We said about the Pastor Alliance is in full effect. Uh, this coming Thursday, we're going to have a powerful man of God, Pastor Franklin, Charles Franklin out of the city of Grand Prairie, and then after that, we're going to have an actual powerful man of God out of Uganda, Africa, and that's going to be actually Pastor Bright Albright, he's going to be bringing a series for four days, and he's going to be teaching on the process of holy convocation in terms of the Holy Spirit, but uh, we want to look carefully over here in uh, Psalms 46 this morning, and want as you follow along with us, I really appreciate it, the word of God says, for God is a refuge and a strength and a very present help uh, in trouble. We look at it in the Amplified Version, it says a little differently. It says that God is our refuge in strength, mighty, impenetrable, and very present in will, and is proven in the help and trouble. So he makes a very strong point there in terms of what he's speaking on this particular scriptural structure here. But we look at some of the actual parallel breakdowns. We look at say God is our confidence. He's our confidant. He's, a, he's an unshaking, unst uh, uh, un unrelentless God. He's having our back and our strength in everywhere we go. This is why he says that we're strong in the first process of Psalms 46. God is a refuge. We talk about a refuge, a castaway, someone who's out in a position where they're just open and the enemy seems to be shooting arrows in every direction. But the strength of God, when you're in your loneliness, you know, the word of God declares that he'll never leave, he'll never forsake. He's always yet there. And he's always there to be with you in a very present time, whatever you call upon him. You know, we talk about the process how that uh, those who call upon the Lord, you know, he'll save us for whatever it is the enemy is bringing against us. But, but what makes it so strong about this particular first verse, it makes it very clear when it looks at the Amplified Version in Psalms 46. We go back between King James and uh, the Amplified. And the Amplified just brings a little bit more clarity to the subject and to the scriptures, and that's exactly what it does. And we want to look at this real close and look at it real strong. And we'll take a look at the process of what's going on here. And it says it right here. It talks about the... We're back, just coming in. Some people, but let's 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 move forward here. It says, God is our refuge in strength, mighty, impenetrable. Now, that's a hedge. Now, Psalms 91 talks about the process that we're in the hands of the Almighty God. And he pretty much, when you look at Psalms uh, 91, it talks about pretty much the same process how we're in the wings of the Almighty, 
but uh, uh, the Proverbs 46 tells us that he's strength, he's might, he's an imperishable, uh, impenetrable. In a very present time, he's proven in our help and trouble. That means whenever we're in a situation, we're designed and engineered to understand God is yet there with us, and he's, 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 he's more than what we can see. You go by some of these breakdowns here. It talks about how the earth may be removed. Just want to get into some of just the, I want to go back to Psalms 1 because there's a lot of meat and I want to eat off of that a little bit more. But I want to look at some of just some of the breakdowns here. And just some of the things I've been studying about the process of just that particular scripture. He said, he said, let the, let, 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 let the fear that's in your heart be diminished. Let it be dissipated. When God comes in, all fear has to be eliminated. That whenever you're going through in your life, whatever it may be, whether you're going through health, whether you're going through family or uh, uh, abandonment, whether you're going through uh, family separation, whatever it may be, God fills the void in our heart. He talks about the process that he's a proven God. He's, his, his words won't go void. He says his words been designed, has been engineered to deliver and do all that he said to do. He talks about how he's a God that he doesn't lie. He's not a God that he should not lie, not a son of a man that he has to repent. He talks about the process over in uh, Isaiah 55. He talks about in that eighth verse, he said, that my thoughts, your thoughts, your ways, my ways. That God constantly reveals himself to us as being a strength in what we call a sometimes perishable place. When he's in position to be with us, he's imperishable. He's proven in the midst of our trouble, that he's a God, that he won't go back on his word. We read this in Isaiah 55, 11, that he's not a God that he shouldn't lie, he's not a son of a man that he should have to repent. The command has been given, that his word is not a void word. Even go to Psalms 84, 11, he talks about the process of his word, that he won't go back on his command. He talks about how he wouldn't hold anything back from us. According to Psalms 84, 11, he talks about how he wouldn't hold anything back from us as we walk upright. There are structures and commands to walk in the kingdom of God that will see the full alliance and blessings that God has in store for us. The word of God goes on. He speaks over in Psalms 46. He says, therefore, I will not fear. You notice how he says, though I will not fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. Whatever is going on in your life, he uses the phrase mountains and he used the phrase uh, carried away. That when the word God talks about, when the word talks about how that, that God's got the power and the word that we call upon in a different time of need, whatever the situation may be, that he can move mountains in the midst of your situations. Now, even when God said he'll move the mountains, and if you speak to the mountains, they'll be cast into the sea. What he's simply saying in that verse, don't doubt him in what he said he can do. Now, God may not move your troubles all at once. Maybe he had to move my rock at a time. But we continue to penetrate and ask God and continue to stay on the very band and know that God is going to do just what he says he's going to do. God will begin to crumble that mountain. He will begin to break it down. He will begin to disintegrate it. We kind of can be consistent in God's word, hear what the word of God has at all times, knowing it through him and everything and all things are possible. Once again, if you guys can start mute your phones, we appreciate that. That'll kind of bring you out the service, uh, bring your interference out of the services here. But he talks about the process also, and he says once again that the powerful arms of God is an impenetrable. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. him as being the kingdom that he look, he sets high and he looks low that whatever it may be that's going on in the life of whatever individual whatever person that when you call on him god will pull you out of whatever dilemma that you're in because he's a god of refuge he's a god of love he's a god of pleasure in terms of what you if you walk up by he said he won't hold nothing back for you. pleasure means god will reveal to you the things he have in store for you god said he will give you all the desires of your heart and whatever that may be that he's a very present help, not in just pulling you out of unsecure situations, but bring you into the pleasure to know that he will shine upon you in the midst of whatever you're going through. Let's look at this once again before I go further in these verses. It talks about 46, uh, Psalm 46, God our refuge. Notice how it says, God our refuge. Not just mine, but everyone who calls upon him in the time of need. God our refuge. A very, let's look at very present. Right now, God, as soon as you open your mouth, he's there. The Bible said, according to Mark 9 and 23, that him that believe all things are possible. When you call upon God, knowing he's your strength, that he's your backbone in the position of what you're in, that he can deliver you out of whatever it may be that's going on in your life. And I'm speaking to someone up in here because he said in the midst of your trouble, God is a refuge. God is our source. He, he's, he's a place that we can flee for safety in a source of a strength in a time of danger. He's a refuge, the word refuge, the verb meaning that it's flee, to shelter. It denotes the place where one who's in a dangerous or unlawful situation that the walls of God and the word of God is like a high tower. You know, you talk about these old days when all the Indians and the, all the cowboys used to fight in the middle of the desert. You see, these, you see the cowboys will have a fortress. They would build these mighty wall fortresses, kind of like the Nehemiah, when he said he put men on the wall. And he would have men around the wall on these fortresses, constantly looking out for the enemy in whatever direction they may come in. And have them with the arrow or with a rifle in the hand, we can actually aim and shoot a piercing bullet that can actually stop the enemy at his track. That's what the word of God is. It's like a piercing word. It hits you right between your chest, right between your arms, whatever vital parts it is on your body. The word of God will penetrate there and enable you to be able to stop your tracks if you're not walking the way God wants you to walk. That when the enemy comes at you like a flood, God said the standard is the word of God. The word of God stops the enemy and whatever he's trying to do in your life. The word of God also says that he's a strength. God is for us as a place of safety, a place to flee, as I said before. He wants to hold us in a refuge tank. That note, he's got to wrap his arms around us and keep us in the midst of whatever is going on. I want you guys to look at something here. As I go and look at in cohesiveness with that particular scripture, I want you to turn your Bibles over to the book of Psalms 91. I want to show you something here in Psalms 91. One of my favorite scriptures, one of my mother's favorite scriptures, but I'm quite sure it's one of you guys' favorite scriptures that you read all the time. But he brings so much um, identification to what I'm speaking on here in Psalms 46. When you look at Psalms 91, it brings so much strength to what we're saying right here. And just in the first part of Psalms 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place. Now, God is asking us in the midst of this very Psalms that we have, David. He says, A refuge. The refuge is a secret place, it's the strength. 
in Psalms 91 says that dwelling in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Remember we talked about that fortress? God will build that fleeing place around you when it seems like things are going bad in your life, like situations are coming against you. God said, I will hedge you. I will protect you from the enemy who's trying to attack you from every side. The fiery darts, the fiery long-range missiles that they shoot from across different areas. When I talk about long-range missiles, it talks about those who will talk about you from a distance or from afar, who try to push out demonic uh, activity towards their way and actually pursuing and speaking things over you that they will want your demise to come. God say in the midst of trouble, he's always there. That word of God says no weapon designed form or genetically engineered no matter how far it may come from when god puts you in his refuge when he puts you in a place of fleeness in a place of of, of of covering a hedge a fortress the enemy cannot come against you this is why psalms 91 makes it so clear that he says in verse 3 of psalms 91 he says surely he should deliver me from the snares of the fowlers who are the fowlers who are the fowlers who are the people that's coming against you? Who are the people that are speaking out against you? On yesterday, I was talking about the woman of God, and I said, you know, woman of God, and I talked about this. I said, woman of God, you know, they don't like you. You know, they don't like you because you stand for what God stands for. You speak what God speaks. And, you know, the word that God talks about, I hear my parents used to say all the time, the truth can always, it's, it's not always fable. It's not always uh, pleasing the eyesight of people. It, it, it's not pleasing to their ears. Most people don't like when you, use, you hear the truth. They want to go what we call the more majority flow. If everybody's going away, then it's all good. You know, we talk about how the percentage, we talk about we got a certain percentage of them, like deal with the presidency. You know, the nominations are, say, talks about the process of 46% says yes, 76% says no, and 2% says uh, they're undecided. Well, let me tell you something, woman of God, ladies and gentlemen, the, the majority ain't always right. Just because the statistics say they're right doesn't mean they're always right. Jesus protrude that example with 12 disciples when everybody came against him in the midst of where he's coming to do the work of the Father. The same thing God is speaking here. It, even when we think about God, refuge, strength, very present help in the very present time of need. Look what he says in verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. When catastrophic destruction is coming on all around you, God used these particular emphasis to let you know, though things around you may be diminishing, the world is in trouble. The Congress is in trouble. Our presidency is in trouble. We pray for those people. Our law enforcement is in trouble. Our leaders, our legislators is in trouble. It seems to be crumbling all around us, making decisions toward Christians that is not honorable to God. And we are always in that position where we're always going to be sheltered outside because we don't roll with the majority. We're not like everybody else. The Bible said we're different. We created, we genetically engineered differently from what we call the regular world is. So they frown upon us like they frown upon the disciples, like they frown upon Jesus, like they frown upon you. You say hallelujah, holy ghost. When you pray in the midst of a crowd, they say something's wrong with you because you know what the word of God told you. To, the prophets and the pastors and the priests, there never was like among the personal people unless they walk around doing something behind closed doors they weren't supposed to be doing. But God says that, that all these things that are around you, he used these things as a scenario. The earth be removed. It seemed like all the things around us is just crumbling. All the majority is going for what we call this same-sex marriage. And Christians are standing with the word of God. They want to pull the Bible out of the schools, which they already have done. They want to change the very governmental issues on their behalf, which they already done. But yet we got to still show ourselves to be loving people. Because the first thing we're going to say when they come is, I thought you was. No, I, my ways shows who I am. My actions even show more. 
because now I'm a man who walks with the authority and the power of the revelation in the illumination of Jesus Christ. And if he said no weapon formed against me can prosper, then nothing can. That's why I know when it says in Psalms 1 and 46, he said I'm a, he's, God is a refuge, he's a strength. Even when we look at Psalm 1, uh, 46, and, uh, 46 and 1, he said he's a refuge, he's a strength, and a very present help. He says in verse 2, even though all these catastrophic things we see going on in the world, the world continues to be disintegrating. We say the world was actually formed on the Jesus Christ. We talk about how America was founded on Jesus Christ. And now we see a lot of things have been pulled apart, being separated. It talks about in the third verse, about, though the waters there roared in trouble. Look at what he said. Though the waters may roar in, tr in trouble, though the mountains be shaken and swelling thereof, shall I? All these events takes place in our life. And the word of God decrees it also. We talk about the process that it's already prophetically known when you look at the book of Matthew, or the book of Mark, excuse me. The book of Mark talks about the process how when Jesus took the disciples on the Mount of Olives and they began to ask him about the very stones and the buildings which they were in. Now, don't get me wrong. Men of God who have great monuments, great structures, that's fine, daddy, and good. But the rocks and the stones are not going to get you into the kingdom of God. Remember, it's just a place that's going to get information to go back out into what we call the mission field. The harvest is truly great. The laborers are few. But we understand what it says in Psalms 46 and verse 3, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. Well, the word of God says is right here in, in Matthew 13, that he took them out of the Mount of Olives. He began to speak a word to them. When you go to Matthew 13 and four, Mark 13 and 4, he said, when you should hear these things, all these different rumors of wars, he said, when you should hear these things, he said, be not that the time has not come. Matter of fact, when we read from the illustration of the point of view of the King James, but he tell us when these things should be. This is what the disciples said. This is what everybody else has said about us as Christians. We're going around speaking the prophetic word about what God is going to do in the season to come. Everybody said, no, it's not going to happen because they believe on the norm. They think everything is going to be all right. It's going to be like in the days of Noah when they're going on and drinking and partying and having fun. And the word of God declared through the man of God was out there building that ark. And they looked up on it. Who's that old man out there slapping that wooden tar together? And they thought he was crazy. But now the rain began to come. The Bible said they didn't even understand what rain was. Because in those days, the ground was irrigated from the ground up. From the, from the bottom of the ground. It was irrigated from the ground up. And they didn't understand what rain was. But when it began to rain, as the doors began to shut on the ark, they began to pound. They began to beat. Because their life was at jeopardy. God said, I will restore the earth because of man's sins. But we see the same thing with Matthew 13. Look what he said. He said, tell us when these things should be. These signs of all these things will be fulfilled. They want to know. The book of Daniel said they began to hear and there, extra, extra. When will these things come? When will these events happen? We talk about revelation. We're in revelation. We're talking about the writing of the black, the writing of the red. They're already writing. Christ is in the midst of putting his head right in the midst of everything right now. I'm telling you, man and woman, God, with all the things we see that's going on around the world, you want to see revelation? Turn on your news every day and look at all the catastrophic events that's going on all around the world. These things are right before us. We're living in the last times. As we, before we go back to Psalms 46 and verse 3, we want to look over at Mark 13, over in verse uh, 6 once again. Verse 5, Mark 13 and 5. Look what it says. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceives you. And the powerful words. He said, Take me that no man deceives you. He said, Many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ. And many will deceive. They will deceive many. Now, the woman of God, who was in the prayer earlier, talked about the process of that. She said, God is not happy with a lot of things that the pastors are doing, the leaders in position are doing. We're causing our people to stumble. We're causing our people to fall. 
because we become the more that we accumulate, the more to deal with the words of God. The word of God speaks a powerful word. I'm, I don't want to get too far from Psalms 46, but the word speaks a powerful God or powerful word of God over in the book of um, Jeremiah. He talks to the people of Jeremiah over in the city of Judah. He tells them, what are you coming in the house of God for? You look at Jeremiah 7, he makes a very powerful judgment against them and how they carry themselves in activity-wise. He speaks the same thing to us as the man of God when we go in the house of God. What? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going in the house of God for what we're going in there for. Is it a fashion show? Security because one dressed better than the other? God is letting us know. That you, if you don't amend your ways in your doings, God will not call you to live in this land or dwell in this place. Because now the church has now become more than just a fashion center, a place for just having this what we call performances. The Holy Spirit is not moving. But when we let the power of the Holy Spirit come into these areas, these, these facilities, these, 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 these what we call these halls, and whatever you want to call them in terms of churches, you know, these buildings, we got to believe and understand because, you know, the reason I said these halls or these churches or whatever you want to call it, because the word of God declares that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the church. It's in me that the Holy Spirit goes forth. The buildings that we go to, this assembly that we may come together to be as one. Psalms 133, Psalms 133 tells that. How good is a man to dwell together in unity. But looking back over here in Jeremiah chapter 7, he said, The word came to Jeremiah, and the Lord said, Stand in the gates of the Lord's house and proclaim the word of God. Hear ye the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, before you enter into these gates. He said the same thing to us. If we're going to be men and women of God to walk with Psalms 46, God's going to be refuge in our life, to pull us together in the midst of whatever proclivities, whatever subvert orange dish cone, or whatever we're dealing with, we got to understand what it says in Psalms 46 and 3. Though the waters thereof be troubled, though the mountain be shaken, and be swelling thereof. What did Pastor Alice, what are you saying? I'm speaking Revelation to you. You're not going to find it in your commentary because it's a kingdom word. Because God is simply saying this. If you go into the house of God, deal with the proclivities and circumstances in your life. If you're looking for the building to change the, the circumstances in your life, you're going in the wrong place. That's the same thing here to Jeremiah. What are y'all coming to the house for? What are you coming into the church for? What are you coming in there for? What is the reason that you're coming into it for? What is it performed? To let people know how good you are because of titles, because of names, because of clicks? 
because of club, because of position. The word of God declares and decrees when you look at the cohesiveness when I'm speaking about Psalms 46 verse 3. He says that these, these problems that's going on in the life of people have been shaken even before they come into the house of God. It's supposed to be a refuge to bring them out of whatever they're in. We talk about it in the book of Luke chapter 8. We talk about how the seed has been sown and this is shown and sown and shallow, some hard, some rocky, some stony. That they're not getting the full penetration of God's word when they step in the house of God. That's why when they come back out into the world, it's so easily snatched from them. It's not penetrating. It's more than you just come into the house of God to hear the word of God. It's more than just performing. The church has been cut down now. There's nobody standing firm with the word of God. The only reason they want to have church now is because the people have to show up. I was talking to a few friends of mine, a man of God, and I don't want to get off the subject here. And they said, I said, well, do y'all still have afternoon service? They said, no, we don't have afternoon service. I said, well, why? Maybe because the people are not showing up. Is that what it's all about? Is that what it's all about? Because the people don't show, that's the reason you don't have service. Sometimes we got to stand firm in what was beginning from our ancestors, the people who started before us who was in church all day praising him. I'm talking about the Zulu Street, all these Catholic crew, and William Seymour, these people who stood before us that actually had services all day long. That now when we come into the house of God, the world of God is so occupied that it's more dragging us outside than inside. We want to get God a few hours, a few minutes, and we want to go right back out to the world. Oh, they're holding church too. I got to get up out of here because while the fire is moving in you and it's burning you up, because there's some things in you that God got to get up out of you. If you can't stand to be in the house of God so long because the world is pulling you, you got things to do, places to go. You grieve for this and grieve for that. And the word of God tells you, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. He says, I seek him first the kingdom and his riches and all these things will be added unto you. God said, if you seek him just in maybe two or three hours of the day, seek him all day. Sunday used to be called a Sabbath. Where everybody comes together and just set aside to do Sunday all day. The world is changing. When I grew up, you didn't have stores open on Sundays. Now you got all the different things coming into the land. Man-made structures, Walmart, your targets, everything 24 hours. Even they took the liquor store to be open on Sundays. Now they passed the legislation for that. The more drunk and the stupid people we got out in the world, they feed themselves with more stuff and more of these chemicals, the more better off they're going to be. They're going straight to hell. I ain't got the sentence to send this nobody nowhere. I ain't got a hell to put you in. I ain't got a hell to take you out of. But I'm telling you, if you keep on living the ways that you're not supposed to live according to the word of God, it's, it's bound to happen. So my mother and father told us, you keep on doing that, then I'm going to give you something. You, 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 I'm going to give you what you want. Because we got to understand that God is in a position to help us in where we are. Notice what he says over here. And most of us don't want to hear what he says in, Psalm, in, in Jeremiah 7. He says in Jeremiah 7, in the third verse, he says, Thus said the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, amend, look what he uses that word, amend your ways in your doings. Let's look at Psalms 46. Look at verse 4. Look what he says. I'm, I'm trying to get some comparison to get you to see something. He said, There is a river, a stream whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. We just read it in Psalms 91. Who, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadows of the Almighty. Jeremiah says the same thing right here. If you amend your ways and your doing, I will cause you to dwell in what the place? Where is the place? The dwelling place of the Christ, the holy temple, not the building, but the presence of where you are. James declares a word that a double-minded man can't receive from God because he'd be lost in all his ways. But I hear the word of God also saying over Psalms 84 and 11, but if I walk upright, no, that thing will God will hold for me. 
He speaks a word that so powerfully and cohesively how the Holy Spirit brings this together. Because what I bring to you, you're not going to catch me in the commentary. Because I'm revealed things through the Spirit. And God brings things together to what he sees fit that are not for his prophet, his priest, the way he brings to you. But man's got what we call a common English understanding, a common what we call educational understanding. And I'm telling you, man, the word of God, education will never supersede revelation. You get your commentaries, you get your little books, you get all these things together, you get all these little Barnes and Nobles notes together, and you read them. And you get wisdom and knowledge what man teaches. Paul speaks about that. Man teaches only what man teaches. But one, no, no man knows the things of the Spirit. The Bible does because the letter kill it, but the Spirit gives life. It's when you meditate on the Word of God, as Joshua said, day and night. God will give you revelation that's not even written in the Scripture. He will show you. And you know what? Man won't receive it because of the theological, hard to understand, uh, uh, seminary tactics that they have in place. And when we look at the Word of God, you look at the Scriptures, we see people slowly changing the Bible. You hear people saying things about, well, I don't think you should have put it in the Bible like that. Well, okay, you didn't write it. Man may have changed it, but who are you to speak against it? The Bible says every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God will go forth. It will not come into me void. You can fight the scriptures all you want. That's your problem because you keep looking at the letter rather than looking at the spirit. The Bible declares over the book of Galatians, walk in the spirit that you will feel the lust and the desires of the flesh. What is he talking about? Those things that men come to teach you, men's ways. He got to teach you what the Holy Ghost is giving you, not what man teaches you, but what the Holy Spirit is giving unto you. He goes on, he says over here in uh, Jeremiah 7, and cohesively with uh, Psalms 46, he says that, for if though you amend your ways, notice how he said, but if you amend your ways in your doings, and you will thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, you, you can't say you love the Lord, and you have a separation between the man that God created also. How do you say you love the Lord and you fight with? See, we fight against. It's too, no, I, mm. As a man of God tells me, Pastor Perkins, you know, you know, he tells me that, you know, Pastor Elvis, that's too much competition in the body of Christ. Man is always trying to get what we call a high level of an oratorical performance to try to overview another man. But if, you lay, if they will come down off the stage and begin to lay hands through the Spirit on that person but deliver them from every demonic force, is they can't even heal a fly. They got the mouth, but they got the Spirit. They can speak it, but they can't deliver it. You hear all kinds of words that sound good and music to the ears of men, but if they put their hands on you, begin to let the power of the Spirit move through them, it, it won't even budge. All of this is motions they're going through. My point is this, as a man of God, and I always say this, and I'll say this with no disrespect to anybody. You put your hands on me, and you say I'm healed, and I go down, if I get up, and I ain't healed, we're going to have a problem. Because there's too many people using this as a front to try to seem to be something that they're not. I believe when you condition the atmosphere, signs, wonders, and miracles will happen. The word of God goes on the cleanse in Psalm 46. It says like this. God is in the midst of her. Hmm. She's not, she will not be moved. God shall help her. That rightly, early in the morning. Notice he said, and that right early. It's, it's presently. It's, it's right now. There's nothing that can come against him in terms of what he's doing in the season which you're in. God is in the midst of her. She should not be moved. God should help her. The right and early. The heathens raised the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. Come on, somebody. And the earth melted. Philippians talks about how every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. When God speaks a word from his throne, 
you're going to come under their bleepers. Just like when we say the car, when he comes, he cracks the sky, he comes to them, bring all his children, those that they were raised first, we call them with Christ, then live with him. He talks about the process of how we as their men and women God, when God speaks from the heavens, it's what thus says the Lord. No man's understanding of education can stop that. When God speaks, he's on all authority, he's on all power. When he raised up out of his, when he raised, when his father raised him up out of the grave, he said Jesus had all power just in the palm of his hand. The heathens raised, they're going to always complain about this and that. They're going to always speak of just what the Christians are doing. What they feel is not, uh, what we say, uh, physically right to them. They're going to come against us in all shapes and forms and fashions. They're going to rage against us. But the word of God said the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom will move. He uttered his voice. We're talking about the kingdom. That every word proceeded out of the mouth of God will go forth and not come unto it void. God spoke a word into the kingdom, into the atmosphere. Think about the word of God when he opened the book of Genesis. Such a powerful revelation about how the power of God says he, he, he exalts his word above his name. When he speaks a word, he declares a word. Everything you see in the book of Genesis move forward. Everything. When God said in the word, and you look at the book of Genesis, in the beginning was created. When he created the heavens and earth, the earth was now void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of the Lord moved in the waters. And God said, let there be light. Look, he's speaking. Going out to the sixth verse, God said, let there be a ferment. He's speaking. Look at the seventh verse. God said, let there be a ferment in the midst in which he was, which is under the ferment in the waters, which is above the ferment. He's everything he spoke came into play. He didn't have to erase anything. Go back and say, well, I erased that. I messed that up. No, God is perfect. Everything he does is perfect. It's man in this ecclesiastical thinking that he can outwit God. That's, that's his problem. He didn't got too educated. He didn't got to feel that he's better, that he's more knowledgeable than his creator. You know, the word of God said, that's what I think about. I said, I'm more high than all people. He didn't say you can't think high. He said, don't think more, more high than me. But also, he says in the book of Galatians, count it not robbery to be just like God. He speaks over in Psalms 46 and 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. Notice what he said, the host. Him is angelical force. Jesus declared his word in the garden of Gethsemane when he spoke against Satan. Don't you know I could have just spoke to my father and he could have sent more than a legion of angels to take you out? But I had to go through it for a reason. God wants you to understand that I am God in the flesh. And I come to be obedient to the one who sent me. Talks about it in John 14. You go to the book of John 14, it tells you the very same thing. In John, 10, I believe in John, 10, John 14, verse 10 through 11. Believe it not that I'm in the Father, the Father in me. If you don't believe me, believe me for the works that I do. He said the works. He's going to do the works through his son to show you that he's a God that's on high. He goes on and says that in the seventh verse once again, the host is with us. Whenever you look at Psalms 1, and you go back to verse 7, it's giving you a revelation. When you look at Psalms 1, it tells you God is a refuge and strength and a very present help in a very present time of need. This is what it says. God is a refuge. A strength and a very present help and very present trouble. Look what he says when he backs this up with. He goes on to verse 7. God says he's got a host. The Lord is the host of us. God of Jacob, the refuge. I got everybody with me. No weapon formed against you should prosper. That's my mother's favorite word. Even if she lies in the hospital, but she was released from the hospital. That's her favorite word when she comes out of the hospital. Every time she's in there, no weapon formed against you. When you understand and realize who the host that backs you up, even Elijah spoke to his servant, and the servant began to look, and he began to afraid about all the people that surrounded him, and the God, and the power of God came through Elijah and told him, look again. The Lord opened the eyes of my servant that he may see. 
God wants you to open your eyes in the midst of your crisis to know that he's got a whole host around you. That whatever it may be that's going on in your life, God is a refuge. The Bible says, come, behold the works of the Lord. We just talks about that. How to went through the sun in, Psalm, in Isaiah, uh, 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 John 40, 14. Believe not that I'm in the Father, the Father in me. I believe you not for the works that I do. He's showing you what he got through the one he sent here on earth. To show you through demonstration. As he even says in the, what, the Hebrews 12, I am the author and the finisher of your faith. I came to show you how it's supposed to be done. Apostle Paul came close, but he had his problems too with Romans 7, like we all do. See, no one's perfect. No one's without sin. No one's without sin. The word of God declares it over in Romans 3. Matter of fact, 10 and 11. He talks about, he says, not one right, not one. We all born into sin, but he comes back also to us in, in Romans 23, that we all have fallen short. That's why he had to send his son. As an advocate, as a perpetuation for our sins, Ephesians tell us, we all once walked the course of the world. We were all not trespasses and sins. Who God through the blood made us alive is through him that Christ made us. The word of God says in the 8th verse, he said in Psalm 46, 8, come behold the works of the Lord. So desolate he has made the earth. Look what it says in Genesis. You just said in Genesis. Look how he spoke everything into existence. You being a man of God and created under the image of him and no good and well that God created your body and the word of God says that no good thing you hold from you walk upright. I command and declare to create anybody that's under any kind of illness in their body. It's got, to, it's got to be released in the name of Jesus. I command the word even over the families of the woman that God prayed on this morning that whatever it may be that's going on with you, God's already your refuge in the midst of whatever it may be going on. Look what he says in the ninth verse. He says he maketh war in the name of Jesus. He making war and cease to the end. Come on, somebody. God will take care of his enemies. He ceases to the end. He said he breaketh the bows. He cutteth the spears. Ascender. He burneth the chariots of fire. We saw it right over there when, when Pharaoh came out to Moses. When he said he trapped against the Red Sea, God made a way out of no way. He let the people walk through the through a water, through, through an ocean on dry land. He parted the Red Sea. That when the enemy came against him, God drowned all of them in the sea. Matter of fact, before they went into the Red Sea, you read about it over the book of Numbers, how the, the, the chariot of fire held them back to God prepared them where he wanted them to be. God is a defense system so powerful in your life that he'll hold off the enemy to where he, which way he wants you to go. I don't care if you're dealing with health. I don't care if you're dealing with issues, finances, marriage, whatever it may be going with. He's a healing God. He's a referent God. He's a refuge God. He'll bring us out of whatever it is that we're in. God said, whenever the enemy shoots arrows at you, God said, everything that the enemy comes against you with, he'll break it ascender. He'll tie down. He'll make your enemies in the presence of you. He said, behold, I set before you, your enemies. I, I, I'm not going to speak it like the scripture tell you. He said, I'm going to take your enemies. I'm going to put them right before you. I'm going to let you look at them in the midst of those who try to come against you. Before I get off the line, I know you all are listening out there, and I appreciate you guys coming on being with me. I don't give you words the way everybody else gives words. Because God brings things to me totally different through the Spirit. And I know I'm an ordained, and I'm an engineer to do a different type of work. This is why I go against the very, what we call, flow of what ministry is. Because somebody got to be able to stand up in the midst and say, that's not right. Rather than going with what everybody says. And flowing with what everybody's doing. But hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let them hear. What the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Powerful story. 
comes over the book of Chronicles. We talk about the process of the book of Chronicles. Uh, Second Chronicles 20. Say it came to pass. We go to Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. I'm going to let you guys get off of here. I thank God for the woman of God and the man of God. Pray this morning. In the name of Jesus, I loose the spirit this morning as I come forth. I'm moving kind of quick because I know I'm pushed for time. Y'all know Pastor Ellis usually takes his time. But you got to go back and listen to these services over and over again to catch what I'm speaking about. Because I am moving a little quick. Y'all know I got that Detroit in me and I will move. Listen to me. He says on Second Chronicles 20, And it came to pass also the children of Moab and the children of Asia with others besides them, the Amorites, Jehoshaphat, the battle. In other words, the Amorites against Jehoshaphat for battle. Notice what he's saying right here. He's speaking about the enemies coming against a man of God. Notice what I'm telling you about this. What he says over in verse 8. Behold the Lord. Behold the works of the Lord. Is this to that had made the earth. That this is he that made the earth. Look what he says in the ninth verse. He maketh war to cease until the ends of the earth. He breaketh. See, all these men of God coming against Jehoshaphat. God made man. When you guys made man, he do the same thing to you that he does to Jehoshaphat. They said the children of the, the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat for battle. It says in the second verse, then they came some and told them Jehoshaphat, saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the seas of Syria. And behold, there are some of Hazar Thimah. And in Engil, they brought companies of armies joined together to come against one man. These armies banded together, the Amorites, the Amalekites, all these banded together, the Syrians, the, 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 the people from Hazar Thimah, the woman in Gil, they came together to take down one man of God. Let me remind you of something on this particular story. You remember the story over in, I know most of you do, over in the book of, uh, I believe it's John chapter 5. I believe I'm writing in John chapter 5. When Jesus came to the island of the Gatherings, and there was a man that was in the tombs, and he was dealing with these demonic forces. He was wearing all kinds of suits, had all kinds of schizophrenia. And Jesus came over to the air, stepped on the island, and they said that, the, that, 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 that uh, when he came into the island, that, 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 that this man, that, 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 no, man, this is Mark, we're in Mark 5. Let me, let me pull back here. Mark 5 is, John 5 is talking about when he was first came to the feast of the Jews. That was the original family. Look at Mark 5. Make sure I get you guys here. I know I'm moving here. I'm trying to tell you, man, the glory of God. My clock is ticking. And I know I'm trying to push everything. That's why I teach this series, because I like to teach with everybody. Let's look at Mark 5. Let's go back over to Mark 5. Let me make sure we get that right. Here we go, in the name of Jesus. And they came up to the other side. Let's look over here in Mark 5. And I'm speaking in reference in retrospect to what I'm speaking about over in verse 9. And also dealing with Jehoshaphat when they came against him. Remember, they came against Jehoshaphat. But the illustration I'm trying to make in verse 5 of Mark is that one man that was demonically possessed, that when he came to the Lord, when Jesus stepped in the eye of the gathering, they say immediately the man in the tombs and the unclean spirits began to shout out to him. It says in the second verse, it says it like this, that when he came onto the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with unclean spirits. That's the same thing that happened to Jehoshaphat. All these different people came against him. Assyria, Hezathema, all of them came against him. But remember, God was in the midst of all that. He was going to protect his only man that he knew at that time was doing right by him. When you seem like you're all by yourself, you like you're the only one alone, God is yet there with you. It doesn't matter what the flowers say. Roll with what God has given you. Don't go with everybody else. Hear what the Lord has to say. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. You may not have a two people in the church versus the church have a thousand in there. If God takes you to stay with the two, stay with them. Be right there and do the work what God has called you to do. When he speaks over in verse, in Mark 5, I got to get out of here. I know I'm moving. In Mark 5, 
It says that when Jesus came out of the boat, immediately those spirits, those dumb spirits that managed to recognize him. The Bible goes and said all kind of things were happening with this man of God. He says, but over in, the, in verse in Mark 5 and 4, he says, because he had been he had been bound with fitters, chains and chains, he plucked the center. Supernatural strength. Notice what he's saying. This man has supernatural strength. Beyond human recognition, he's breaking chains and fitters and cuffs and all that. He turned them apart. But when Jesus came to him and asked him, what was his name? He said, his name is Legion. When Jesus declared the demons had come out of him, notice what he's saying. The same thing about the Jehoshaphat. One man, which was Jehoshaphat, one man, which was Jesus Christ, allowed a legion, which is in the Ro what we call it, maybe in the Roman army, maybe eight, 9,000 men in one army, to, come to try to come against one man. And every one of them had to bow at Jesus' feet. Same thing with Jehoshaphat. You read over in Jehoshaphat, you read the story over there, you ground that the 15th verse, he said that the Holy Spirit came in the midst of all the men. I'm giving y'all a lot of information this morning in the name of Jesus. And I hope you can stay with it because I had these powerful women of God to pray for me this morning. And we're going to release the Spirit this morning. But in the midst of all that coming against Jehoshaphat, in the 15th verse, the Word of God began to declare a word to him. If you look over in Second Chronicles, I'm sorry, over in Second Chronicles, I'm right there. And notice what the Word of God said. Let's, let's get there. I don't want to move too quick on you on this one because I'm trying to give you some revelation here. In Second Chronicles, you look at the 20th verse. Let's flip there. It says around the 15th verse. And it says that in the midst of all those coming against Jehoshaphat, the Word of God came in the midst of this man. He said, hearken, you son of Jeruel, you son of inhabitants of Jerusalem. He said, the, uh, King Jehoshaphat. Thus said the Lord, be not afraid nor be dismayed. Notice how he, let, let, let's back it up just a little bit. And that's how God used the power of these men in the midst. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Chronicles 14. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jael, the son of Matthew, the Levite, the son of Ass. Look what he said. Came the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, in the midst of that congregation. What did it say in Matthew? What did it say in Psalms 46? God maketh war to cease unto the end. If anybody's going to war, he's going to war. And I'm telling you, if there's a war going to win, he's going to win the war. 
Remember it said in Psalm, in Psalm 46 1, he's a refuge. God is showing his power in the midst of the man in Mark 5. He's showing his power in the midst of these men over in the book of Second Chronicles. How God said, he said, behold, he said in the 50th verse, he said, you hearken, you Jehoshaphat, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thy king Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord, be not afraid, nor be dismayed, nor reason of this great marshal. Am I speaking to anybody this morning? God is a refuge in the midst of where you are. It doesn't matter what they say about you, how they look at you. The Bible said, for God before you, he's more than the world against you. You keep on going with what God called you to do. You stay by what God called you to stay. When you get hooked up with wrong people, discombobulated, with the flow and this, the flow and that, say, you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that. No, God has called me to do what I'm doing. And when you come at me, God told me, no, you war against me. He's a refuge in the midst of the storm. And I believe in the name of Jesus when the Holy Spirit came up on his man of God. He said, be not dismayed for this multitude that's coming against you. Because what? The battle is not yours. When you understand and stand firm in the midst of where you are, God is the one going to take your enemies. I'll make your enemies your footstool right in the midst of your face. God is in the midst. He's in control. He's the one praying for all things in the midst of your faith and receiving all things. This is Matthew 21 and 22. God said the battle is not yours, but it's his. You got to believe in the clan, the creed, or whatever you deal with in your life. I declare by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit that every health, every condition, everything in the body of individuals has got to line up according to the word. I decree, declare that the word of God says it's got to line up according to the blood. I speak against every financial situation in the life of every individual. I come against cancer. I come against heart disease in the name of Jesus. I come against thyroid in the name. I come against ovarian cancer, breast cancer. I shed out every form and every fashion of any kind of diabetes in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, you declare in your word, Father God, that you say you make it the war against the very things that's coming against what you created. If you said no weapon formed against them, then we believe and declare according to Mark 9 and 23. We believe the report. The Bible said, for who has believed the report? For who has the arms of that report been revealed? God said, I'm the refuge. I am the midst of all the storms you're going through when you come into the 2016 season. God's got a plan for your life. As it says in Jeremiah 29 11. And it supersedes far beyond more than you can imagine even think of. If you just let go and let God. God said, I'll show you great and mighty things that you've never known before in your life. He did it for Jehoshaphat. He did it for over there with the man over in uh, Mark 5 when the man was all discombobulated and messed up with these sickness and disease and all these different demons in him. And all of them wore different suits. Sometimes we think the man with the BMW, the money suit, the man that stand behind the pulpit, he got the nice fit, he got the nice picture, is the man of God. You got to watch yourself. Who you put your trust in. The Bible said in the last days, according to Mark 5, he said they be coming, they be coming in disguise. They believe to be something that they're not. But if you ain't got a spirit of discernment, the Bible said Jehoshaphat brought all of the people together in the midst of the congregation. He began to pray. And they began to declare the word. And God began to make a way. And he told them, you, 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 you Jehoshaphat. And all you inhabitants of Judah, battle ain't yours, it's mine. God said in the last day, there are many going to come. We're living in a time now, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what is what. Church has become more business. They're more worried about the way we call the administration than the people. You, you, you can't get, you can't touch these. They, these men are not untouchable. They became superstars in the ministry now. Yeah, you say, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't hating. I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, but not about you. You're the one who are unwise who don't want to hear the truth. Because I'm trying to show you something. You better be careful what you follow and what you're behind. And you better understand that when you're in the house of God, you can be just like he said over in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 7. What are you coming to the house of God for? You coming for the performance? 
You coming for the accolades? You coming for the dress code? Or you coming to get something that will prolong your life and what God has demanded for you to have? I don't know what you guys are in the body of Christ and what you're doing. But those who are in the body of Christ, I don't know what circumstances you've been dealing with, what things you've been handling, but I'm telling you something. God's got a plan for you. And that plan supersedes far beyond more than you can imagine or understand. I'm always in a position here at Harvest New Life Church and Harvest New Life Studios to open appeal to you. I, I, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. But I know one thing. The Bible says if you call upon my name, that he's a very present help in a very present time of need. Somebody's dealing with something in life, as the one of God said. Somebody's going through something. But my job is to open the doors and make an appeal to you this morning. And that appeal is to be understand and get you to realize that God loves you. Sin separates you from God. Jesus died that you may have the right to the tree of life. That you will receive the love that's freely given to you. The Bible declares if you confess out of your mouth and within your heart and believe that he's God. And this God will raise him from the dead. He said, you shall be saved. And if anybody want to get saved, anybody want to be delivered, you ain't got to come before a congregation of people. You can get saved right here, right now on this land and be delivered from whatever it is in your body that's maybe alienating you, whatever coming against you. I'm telling you, man, the woman, you got to hear me. Because what we have right now is more or less a salvation of showmanship. Come down to the front. Let everybody see you. No, God said, right there, I can be with you on your knees, right there in your home. Right there in your car, I got a word for you that'll penetrate anything. It'll, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll break your chest plate and it'll hit your heart. The word of God declares and decrees that if you want to repeat after me and what the word of God has said, I want you to do that. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and come along to say with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. I open my heart. To Jesus, you to come inside of me. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for my sins. You were raised from the dead. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Listen to me. When I gave you that word, it's all but like the same story that came over in John 4. When Jesus declared the creed, when they came against this, when, when the Pharisees began to come into the battle about Jesus baptizing more disciples than John, God had Jesus said, I, I got to get a body. Because they come a human battle right now. They fighting who did more, who did what. That, that's what we have right now. Who got more in your church? You got more people in your church? You got the more TV shows? You got the more this? Jesus said, I ain't getting all that. I hear a word. I hear a word that's calling me way over the cross to the other side of the country. And I got to go. I got to go through Samaria. I got to get to this woman, God. I got to go to The disciples warned them, don't go that way. They don't like us. Well, we're going to get along with them. Just know, I, I, I got, it, it must need me that I go through. As Jesus got to the well, the place of ground, the satchel, he sat on the well. The man of God went out to buy the meat on the market. The one of God came to draw the water. Life change is going to take place right now. God began to speak into that woman of God's life. And he told the woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you to give me a drink, you would have done without hesitation. When Jesus got out with that woman, God, she became one of the greatest evangelists the party ever lived. She went and got a whole town of folk. God is calling you. This word that I brought to you tonight 
It's a word for you not to take to the corridors of your church. It's for you to take to the aisles of your stores, your supermarkets, your malls. All the places that are around you see a flow of people come. Get your cards together. Get a word in your mouth and ask somebody how they've been saved. Whether they're giggling and laughing and how you're doing and happy holidays, know that somebody's in the line. The Bible said the harvest is truly great, but the labors are few. Be bold in the Lord. And go out and speak a word to the people in such a way that you're actually doing the work of the kingdom. The Bible said in the last days men's heart was stopped. They were literally stopped. Heart attacks. Because they're not being prolonged by the vision that God's put in them and by the gift he put in them. They use it for the pleasures of the world. All the time we use social networks. We have all kinds of stuff. But nobody's out there really calling people like this should. You can get all the foolishness on there. But you never hear people strictly talking about trying to save somebody's life. And how good, how and how 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 the, how the life is so not unmeaning, but meaning to Christ. That he leads them. God don't want you to die and pass away and float away. He wants you to use your gift to bring the souls into the kingdom of God. So as Pastor Ellis talked here at Harvest New Life Church, Harvest New Life Studios, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it's just a pleasure. It sounds like it was a little different today. It, it really was. But but I believe the reason it sounds a little different because I had some powerful men and women on God and Ryan exactly praying with me and opening up the way for the promises of God, for the power of God to flow. And, and I thank God for you. I thank God for every one of you. And I thank God for you. Don't forget. January the 2nd. Second week, no, January 2nd. Well, we got Pastor Albright coming in January 2nd. But the second week of January 2016, every Friday night, we got pastors on the lines coming from Japan, pastors coming from Italy, Rome. We got pastors coming from Siberia. <laughs> we got pastors coming from Hades. We got pastors coming from uh, uh, Philippines. We got pastors coming from every part of the United States. It's going to be one pastor. He's going to be speaking on these lines every Friday at 7 o'clock. There's going to be somebody different bringing a word to you. And I'm thinking, ladies and gentlemen, for y'all being with me on this morning, I think the woman of God, the man of God, for being with me on this morning, I thank you for my beautiful wife, for praying for her as always, as I go forth and do the work that God has called me to do. Look, we, we, we do things here at Harvest New Life Church. I tell people that, don't judge my ministry by the size of the building. God did many things I've spoken to people like me coming to ministry. I spoke, I spoke to a lot of people like and I'm yet still doing that. But the thing about it, if we keep on with all looking at what we see from the physical, not the spiritual, we're already been, we already been pretty much damned out. Because we keep looking at the current and not the spirit. It, it's really more than what you can see. What you're dealing with, what you're going through. What's going on with you? Who reports you going to believe? That's the main thing. Be careful who reports you believe. The word God said, for who has believed the report? And who has the honor to report the report? Everybody not here that has the report. And then co-pastor Pat is here at Harvest Life Church. If I don't, I still got the woman of God, the man of God still with me on the line. Y'all free to go ahead and say something. You need to get ready to cut off the line. That's right. Rogers, the woman of God, I tell you, these are powerful ones, a powerful prophet. They walk in the spirit. And you know, all prophets and all apostles, we don't have a lot of friends. And we're not designed to have a lot. You look back over the time and over the history of the body of Christ, you never see Elijah over Diane and all these guys. Go with a lot of people because they're walking in the anointing of God. Most pastors, 50% of most pastors walk alone. 50% of most apostles, if not 70%, walk alone. Until they come with a kindred spirit that somebody can identify with because God is constantly talking to them. And I'm telling you, they ain't got time for all this riffraff, this stuff that's going on around because they're constantly hearing what the Word of God has to say. Apostle Rogers, if you, if you will, 
we're going to uh, have a few words. We're going to get off here, and we're going to have my wife and maybe close it out in prayer. We're going to have a few words to say. We thank you guys for joining us. We thank you guys for joining us. we got a word to have to say. I really appreciate you going to hear that. Now, you're going to be hearing them again later on uh, next month. And get prepared to say a word of what God has to say. They got a strong word to bring to the body of Christ. So you're going to be hearing them also uh, come in and bring such a word. Go ahead, Apostle. We got something else to say. I, I guess, I hope that you can hear me though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody here. We're all across the world. Yes, Lord. I knew he had something for you. He's bringing up the same word every single time, and that is the word trust. Yeah. We have lost our trust in God because of what the world has given to us, what the world has shown us, the way sometimes, the way we are spoken to uh, at the churches. Sometimes we, we, we don't, we just say we, we, we want things from God, but we don't trust God to, to deliver. We don't trust God in the things that we that we need to trust Him in. In our, like you said, He is our refuge. He is our our, our source of all things. Yes, He is. He is He is our, our 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 strong power. But we don't trust Him. We think we trust Him, but we really don't. Wow. We don't trust Him in our yes. I got Yes, Lord. We don't trust Him in our finances. We don't trust Him with with where we want to really go. We don't trust Him where we should go. Versus what we think we should go, mm-hmm. and our families, etc. But these are some of the things that he wants to uh, get corrected with us. We don't trust him in his word because we just read his word as it is a word, nothing that is a living word. That is really Yes, Lord. Oof. We have to give total faith into the trust that he has for us, and let alone we have to have trust in him. He trusts us, but we need to trust him more. Amen. Man of God, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, take your faith to the gym and get it pumped some iron. Okay? Let the faith pump some iron. Our faith has been diminished by the enemy. And let's just gird up and fight. Fight the good fight of a good soldier. Is that a bad one? He says that in his words. Fight the good fight of a good soldier. Praise the Lord. Amen. Cool, Pastor Pastor Pastor. That we met a gentleman just yesterday, uh, a few days ago. Uh, I mean, this man exuded the faith and trust in God. Uh, after all the things that he had gone through, he was a military soldier, but also uh, he was a police officer. He's been many different aspects of life, but he had gone through so much trouble, and he almost lost both his legs. He almost he lost he almost lost his life many times. But when he was in the hospital, they wanted to amputate his leg. And he says, no, you're not going to amputate my leg. He says, God's going to heal my leg. And he says, let me pray first. I'm going to pray. And he says, God's going to heal my leg. I'm telling you, right then and there, God listened to his word. And he says, he rebuked what the enemy wanted to do, and he healed his leg. They had to be able to uh, heal up. He healed up the blood vessel, the main artery in his leg, because he was literally bleeding out. And because he healed up, they were able to sew up the rest of the leg, get it all healed up, and now he walks just fine. And they, they said he was going to be a paraplegic, 
criticizing someone else There are some things I'd rather leave behind And another thing And I don't have time to be bothered With he said, that she said, that they said Because it's all I can do To keep my own self in line Oh Lord work while it's day Cause I know the night is surely coming I'm going on all the way I'm determined I'm determined Yes I I got a made up mind I got a made up mind I can't stand around I can't stand around here Wasting my Wasting time Wasting my time As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.